Check one, two, check, check. So, Matthew. Okay. <laughs> right off the bat, yeah. I just turned the mics on. Question. Question. Yes. Well, question about this. What are we allowed to talk about? Can we... Is it going to be offensive to talk about raunchy things or because I feel that you are, I don't want to say the nice girl because I I know you have your like wild side and, and I maybe come off as the nice girl, but I definitely have a raunchier mouth. So I don't want to offend you. You let me know when I'm going too far. Okay. I'm Heather. Leslie's the raunchy one. (laughs) Hi, I'm Leslie, (laughs) the raunch. No, I just, um, I am so conscious of putting stuff out there. You know how adults are constantly commenting on how they don't want their kids on social media? They're afraid of this app or that thing because it's so scary out there. I'm like, adults, you have to check yourself first. What does your digital footprint look like? It's true. I go by if I wouldn't want it on the front page of the New York Times, then I don't post it. But I have to say, I say that, but I was like, I say a lot of stuff that I would not want on the front page of the New York Times. So, well, one of the I got to button it up. One of the first things that I learned about you, Leslie, was that you have a Snapchat for the purpose of creating videos that only you will watch. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I can, if those videos got out there, I would be done. So that's basically what you're saying. I got to be conscious of it like I would my Snapchat. I'm not offering you that advice, but I find that to be endearing and, and adorable about you. In my defense, I have a small group of people that I allow into my Snapchat world, but they are not allowed to follow me on Snapchat and I don't share them. I just save them to my phone and you have to actually be with me and then I will show you said Snapchats. It's like the invisible ink note from Mission Impossible. And it self-destructs. And don't think I don't go on people's phones if I sent them the Snapchat and check my messages from them and make sure that it's been deleted. I don't mess around. I'll bury you with the fishes if you share my Snapchats. <laughs> it would be the end of me. It would. I can't wait till one day where it's not going to matter because my subject material is work. But if that got out there, but one day they're going to be public. Snapchat will be the equivalent of an eight-track tape. So I'm going to have to figure out how to like transform it and everything to like the current media. But it's going to be relevant. Being angry at your job to me is it's always relevant. Mm-hmm. You don't feel that way. You're not like that. I'm but... very lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones. And I have actually a lot of guilt about it because a lot of people around me, a lot of my friends, highly dislike their jobs. I feel... Like, I can't relate to them in ways that I wish I could. I mean, I I get tired sometimes. Sometimes I feel overworked. (laughs) But I like what I'm doing, and I know that I'm in a unique situation. So I'm very grateful for that. So you should not feel guilty about that. People who hate their jobs love to feed off other negative people. It's Mm -hmm. not exactly a healthy relationship. This is actually a revelation I don't want to bond with people over negativity. I want to bond over fun. Yes. And I want it to be a real relationship. And I think when you're frustrated with your job and other people are, whether you work with them or you don't, you start bonding over negativity. Actually, that's what I love about our relationship because we don't do that. We bond over like dreams. Mm -hmm. Uh, Listen, we bond over hopes and dreams (laughs) and peace for the world. (laughs) And dogs. Yeah, and dogs. That's what we do. So Leslie and I met rescuing dogs, essentially. We were running in the same circles of dog rescuers. We saw each other a couple of times. We have mutual friends. After like three years of kind of passing... I stalked you. Let's be real. Is that what happened? I stalked you at the Paul's Walk. Oh, yes. Last year. Okay. We lucked out because we were a presenting sponsor where I work. Yeah. And you were hosting the event. And I was all excited. And I told everybody I worked with, I'm like, my friend Heather is hosting (laughs) the event. So I know a celebrity. And then you interviewed me and they were so, the people I worked with were so excited because then they said, I know Leslie, who's kind of a celebrity. And I was, I was a celebrity at Paul's Walk. I find you to be a celebrity. Anyway, I had no idea that I have this kind of reputation out there. You're That's famous. Amazing. Yes, you're famous. 
So I found you and I said, okay, I'm done talking about it. Let's go save some dogs. What are we going to do? And I would say within two weeks, we had something put together because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we saved three dogs. And that's how yes. we came to this. We spent almost 48 hours feel in a car or with each other. So many hours. Yes. It was awesome, though. Before our trip... I asked Leslie, hey, what kind of music do you like? And she she ran (laughs) down this list. Because as a music person, I feel very responsible for the auditory experience when you're in the car with me. And then we didn't turn on music one time. We talked the whole time. Hence, let's have a podcast. Also, more background to that is when you asked me what kind of music I liked Mm -hmm. and what we'd be listening to, I said, New Kids on the Block, of course. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, when I got into the car, you went, you know... I tried to put the music together and I just couldn't make it happen. I didn't have time. You didn't. I get it. You didn't want to listen to New Kids on the Block, but I had an agenda at that time. I was like, you're hosting it. I know it. I'm going to get backstage and meet my future husband, Jordan Knight. But we have since broken up. So something happened and it's over. What happened with me and Jordan? Yeah. I rekindled. I being the keyword, I rekindled our relationship from back when I was 15 and I believe he was 18 then. Um, He's older than us. Well, no, I guess I just always thought, I don't know. I feel dude, like he's pushing 50. What? <laughs> he's I always, pushing 50. I kind of always felt like celebrities don't age yet. We're all aging over here. The way you can see that they've aged is when you watch them in concert. In the beginning, Jordan specifically, he had these dance moves like I've never seen in my life. Oh, my gosh. Like the footwork and the hip work. And I think I made you watch one of the videos. I think this is interesting for a dude to be like, what attracts women to these boy bands and these artists and these celebrities? And so far, we have learned that it's footwork. Gyrating. Hip work. Hip work. Lots of gyrating. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not what attracted me. For I think girls and honestly, even coming back later in life, it's the promise or not even the promise, because clearly in my forties I'm not thinking that I'm running off with Jordan Knight for real. It's just a fun thing to joke about. Now you look back to when you were a teenager and how fun that was and how innocent it was, but how strongly you felt about everything at that time. To re-experience that as an adult so you can almost have fun with it instead of it being so teenager-y angst, like, I need this person and, you know, you're the girl crying in front of the concert because, like, they threw sweat on you in the front row. It's different now. Like, you're an adult and you can more laugh at it with your friends and have fun with it. But here's what I think. What percentage of people in the United States lust after and want to be with Jordan Knight, do you think? Just give me a number, a percentage. (laughs) Any answer is fine. Maybe 1% of the female population would like to be with Jordan Knight. Okay, so let's even just say 1% of the population is after Jordan. It's a lot of competition. No, but this is what I'm, this is how I'm thinking of it. (laughs) How many people in the United States, what percentage, want to win the Powerball? Oh. Yet we all buy tickets. So the competition is very strong yeah. for the Powerball. <laughs> I know. Because we did that too. Because you're competing against like 80% of the population that wants to play. And only 1% are after Jordan Knight. So I feel like these are good odds. So you know now you're swaying how I had given up on this. <laughs> and now you're giving me new hope. And now you're going to have to get me backstage. Our relationship is about dreams. Making things happen. Making things happen. Hopes Uh. and dreams. Uh, No, we really had a plan for this. And then he got political on his Instagram. And it was very sad for me. It's not that I don't respect his views. I don't want to do real life with Mm -hmm. Jordan Knight. I want like a one to two nights. Get it? One (laughs) night with, (laughs) with Jordan Knight. So I have to give you a virtual high five just for the fact that we're here. Because you and I walk around Green Lake, which is a a local spot to walk. I like it because it's very flat. Um, (laughs) I'm not very athletic like like my marathon runner here, Leslie. Right. Uh, But when we are walking and talking at Green Lake, we can't ever talk near groups of people because we don't want them to hear our conversation. And yet... 
we're sitting here recording our conversation for at least 80% of the entire... Because anyone that wants to win the Powerball would want to listen to this. I, I feel agree. like we are as compelling as the lottery. <laughs> we're just as compelling, if not more. I Yeah, 80% of the American population <laughs> is currently listening to us. That's, <laughs> that's why I'm willing to do this, right? So, okay, so you're talking about your Jordan Knight obsession. I recently had an irrational attraction. I was going to ask you about it. Um, you got there first. I was going. <laughs> there this isn't i didn't even tell you about this yet and i feel like i am already blushing because it makes me uncomfortable i recently started working in country radio um and i went to my first country event on saturday night i'm like fiddling with my with my i know you should right see now, her here like nervous there is a this. little bit of like red in your cheeks yeah. right now and your hold like so your demeanor just went from sitting up and smiling and laughing and looking ahead in a big boisterous. And now you're like, like talking about your first crush, looking down, playing with something. Well, I don't know how to feel about this. So apparently what I experienced is exactly what people experience in the country world. Like, so when country people party this is what happened. But I didn't know because I'm used to Seattle. Everybody's in their own space. No one makes eye contact. Like, you don't talk to people. So there was this dude who is a professional bull rider who was at our event to take photos with people. And I really thought nothing of the fact that he is probably the most attractive human I've ever met in person. Um, zero body fat, very muscular, bright blue eyes, perfect teeth, big smile, nice voice, um, kind. Like, didn't think anything of this, right? Until we were taking a photo together, which a lot of, we were taking a lot of photos with, uh, with listeners, with he was, I was. And he whispers in my ear something like this. Dang, girl. You are just so gorgeous. I can't even compete with you. I lost my mind. I lost my mind in that moment because it was kind of like, you're just being nice. And this is like the country thing to do. You're just flirty or something. I have not been flirted with in like 13 years. So, you know, you're the Deborah Winger and he's the John Travolta. Is that what that is? What movie is that? I can't remember. I'm going to have to look it up. But all of a sudden, I just, I you just lost it. turned into this because theoretically on paper, I'm like, yeah, he's attractive. Yeah, whatever. I don't care about him. But then he flirts with me and he wasn't even flirting. He was just being like country man. Like apparently that's how people talk to each other. It is. There's a reason that women, I mean, it's. It, it's the same thing. It goes back to the fantasy. I mean, what's actually something that would be opposite than what you would ever want? And I have known you for a few years. So I've known, I mean, you're with Someone. somebody now, wonderful person. <laughs> yeah. um, but I knew you before that. So I kind of knew your crushes and we've talked about it. And this is very out of the realm. But oh, yeah. some guy like saunters over to you with the ice blue eyes and a country accent and basically dresses you down with his eyes and yeah yeah i just <laughs> i lost it and for the rest of the night and now here we are two days later and i'm still feeling affected by it well where is he i mean did he go home like did he go to texas nashville he lives, is he touring he lives here so this could happen i just feel very thrown off by this whole situation um <laughs> My first move was to stalk him on Facebook to see if he was married. Because I don't know. I mean, he wasn't wearing a ring. I wasn't wearing a ring either. And I Jordan been, doesn't wear a ring either. Right? You never I've, know. I've been in a relationship for three years, you know, with the dude that I am with. So it's like, you know, he might he might be taking... I'm pulling up a picture so that you <laughs> can like, see. She pulls her phone out. I'm like, oh, no, it's, I've lost her. It's very important. <laughs> For you to be here with me in this moment. So I need to show you what we're talking about. Whoa. I know. <laughs> you, you, look, you look hot. I'm not allowed to use the F word because we made the deal. But I was like, you look 
effing hot. It did take me a very long time to figure out what to wear. And he looks like a uh, snack. Fun. I yes. And and that's um that's probably part of it cuz you can look at him and so this guy has like these he well he has a ring on. Oh, he does? He does in this picture and it's yeah, it's on How the right I hand. Not I don't that. know. It's wait. I wish you could see this. Look at <laughs> Look at his ring. It's like so big and black, like in front of everything. She's like, he had no ring on. Wow. <laughs> Look at the tricks the mind plays. Hmm. But he definitely like goes to the gun show. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel better now. Well, now I, you can have a crush and it's okay. No, it's over. It's done. It's over. You've broken up. Hmm. Okay. See, I like how we already broke you up when you realize that. But Jordan has literally been married for like 20 <laughs> years and you're like... You never know what's going on in somebody else's life. So maybe he wears that to, like, keep the girls away. But he couldn't get it off fast enough. Looks a little tight on his hand. I think so, too. I think he that was the point in the way he was dressing. Yeah. But long story short, um, I something just switched off in my head. It can't be a biological clock because I don't want to have a baby. But something is weird with me. Well, also, I will say the country world is a completely different world. And if you're not in it, and so you know that I love country music. Um, I've, stepped in ba- I've taken a step back a little bit from country music, but I sold, I was also in radio. So mm-hmm. I sold advertising for a country station for a long time. And it did give me a new appreciation when they come in. And I, I know that they do this in all genres. They do what's called like the conference room tours where they'll come in and do an acoustic set for the people working at the station. Mm-hmm. But I had, I've been involved in a couple of those different little concert room performances and the country singers always stayed. They were always really gracious and not that other artists weren't, but it was different. There was a different connection, a different camaraderie. A lot of them were up and coming and really trying to build up their fan base. Some of the concerts that I went to, and this is not here, this is back in Maryland where I was from. We got to go hang out with them like in their tour bus and they were happy to just hang out with you and have a good time. And when somebody like that, who you feel like could talk to anybody and take anybody home, like is showing you attention and wants you to stay and is asking you, it's just this whole different feeling. It's like, oh, a celebrity. But mm-hmm. then reality sets in and you realize that the next night they're doing that with somebody else. But I think this man really just thought you were high. I saw that picture. You can't hide. That was like Lady Gaga and Brad Cooper chemistry in that picture you just showed me. I mean, did you want to break out into shallow while you were standing there? You were just ready. All I could think about, and this thought never crossed my mind previously, but all I could think about was like, he rides bulls for a living. And then my mind went on that path. Yeah. (laughs) Of, hmm, I know exactly (laughs) where your mind went. I'm tracking. Yeah. And I have never, I have never had that thought before. I mean, it was just, but now that we have. You've never looked at somebody and thought, whoa, this person rides bulls for a living or. Well, I mean, I've never thought because again, in my sociopathic (laughs) mind, I'm like, is this person good for me? I like how you were planning the future and could this be the right person for you? And I've been very clear that it would be one night with night. That's all I'm looking for. One night with night. Like, I, that is my MO whenever I meet somebody. Like, could I stand it for a night? But yeah, they'd have to leave after. So that's good. I, that, I think that makes it, I think you're a lot healthier than I am. You, you immediately set yourself up as the quote unquote raunchy one. It's not that you're, I, I did. I just wanted to warn everybody. I didn't want kids, like little girls listening because I have some things like that I'm ready to talk about. And, <laughs> It's whoosh. it's not that you're raunchy. It is that I am a sociopath and a prude. Like, so I am on the other side of it. I don't think you're, you are not a prude. I think you're just, prude is not the right word. I want to, I want to come up with this word of being graceful. Like you're not the woman that needs to dress up in a dress and show everything. Like you show just enough to keep somebody's attention. And speaking of, if you're wondering what we're wearing right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing my brand new. I'm very proud of this. I got it this weekend. It's my Arizona State new sweatshirt from my. Did you see the devil insignia on the back? Don't be jealous. I'm very jealous. Whoa. And Heather is wearing 
another sweatshirt with so can we talk about the orca podcast we can but we're both wearing gray hoodies and jeans i mean that is what we are wearing right now uh i have to shout out my tiktok people because i am a tiktoker now and there is this whole bit on tiktok where it's like hey what you wearing don't worry about what i'm wearing don't worry about it (laughs) These little children. It's all you're gonna love TikTok. I was like, you're gonna have to show me TikTok. I am gonna have to show it to you. Don't worry about it. (laughs) That's like the my big thing. I did this forever, and I don't. This went around maybe like two or three years ago. It was this. It was it was not TikTok. It I'm pretty sure it was YouTube because I am significantly older than you. It's a handful of years. It's two handfuls of years. (laughs) No, I I it's less than five years. No. I'm going to write it down. On <laughs> I don't think so, but we'll go with that. It's like insignificant. <laughs> it's insig- it is insignificant. I yeah. would agree with that. So this guy comes up and it's a, I can't remember if it's like a police officer and somebody he was talking to on the street and he has these like ugly shoes on, like these big clunky black police officer shoes. Like not the cool spiffy like shiny ones they wear sometimes. Like the clunkers, like the guy was like from the 70s and just trying to be comfortable getting around. Like we can relate to that. Mm -hmm. And the guy just looks at him and he looks at his shoes and he's trying to like the police officer's trying to give him a ticket and he just goes, what are those? And I I did did that. I mess with people at work with that, with their ugly ass. Well, I can't say. Oh, can I say ass? Yes. I'm going to say it with their ugly ass shoes, like all the time. And then people started picking up on it. I showed everybody the video so they knew what I was actually doing. And then one guy who I adore after that, every couple months he would get me. I'd wear a pair of like, I okay, I have shoes that have beagles on them. And I find them fantastic and get many compliments. But when you live in Seattle, you forget what's actually really acceptable in the fashion world. And to me, these look these are not acceptable, like in the real world. In the Seattle world, I feel like they're okay. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing them one day and people were like, oh, I love your shoes. I love your shoes. I'm like, oh, thanks. So-and-so got them for me. And I do love the shoes. And this guy comes up to me and he looks me up and down and he looks at my shoes and I got, what are those? I'm like, well, they're cool. Beagle shoes, you can't water those, me. But you're gonna have to show me the TikTok. Oh, I am. Does everybody else know what TikTok is? Do you think? Um, I don't know, but here's do you want me to tell you why TikTok is amazing? Yes, it allows you to add copyrighted music to your videos. Mm. So if you're posting on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, Snapchat regularly, imagine elevating that a level with an entire catalog of copyrighted music that you're allowed to use on this medium. So once you've been on TikTok for a second and you go back to the other, it feels boring because you're like, oh, that video would be so much better with some Nicki Minaj behind it. Is TikTok going to sponsor this podcast now? I don't know. So... (laughs) I mean, that was a pretty good so, sales pitch. So, so uh, reason why it's awesome, number two, unlike other social medias where you have to look for people or know people, find people, you just log on there and they just give you this constant stream of things. And if you like something, you can follow that person. If you don't, you just scroll. So... It's like Tinder for social media. It's not a dating app, but much like Tinder, you're just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, I love that. Follow that person. So I have been on this platform for eight days. One of my videos has 46,000 views because it's just out there in the world. People can see it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to check this out. So I feel, I mean, I work in an industry where we will put many hours into a piece of content that we post and it will get 18 views it's very defeating Mm -hmm. now that's not most of the time but like i can sit here and spend six hours writing a blog and get 18 hits in eight days like yeah over time people will find it but it's like i probably spent seven to ten minutes making that post and it has had forty six thousand views in eight days and what was this post about It's just a video of me going down a water slide that I had in my gallery that I added music to. I mean, it's not not like, let's save the animal for the day mm -hmm. or we're saving the children and giving out things. It's it's you going down a water slide. And that's what got 
And it's 46,000. Synchronized to the perfect song. Well, now we're all in suspense. Trampoline is the song. (laughs) Okay. You're going to have to see it. And where can you find this said video? On TikTok. I'm not allowed, per the TikTok rules, I'm not allowed to tell you about my username because TikTok is completely not corporate right now. So no businesses can be involved with TikTok, which is part of the beauty of it because there's no ads. There's no. That's great. but because I work for a media company, it like in the fine print, inviting people as Heather in mm-hmm. my real life to follow me extends down to, well, I work for this business and I represent the business. So you can try to find me if you've been to my other social profiles and you happen to find me. Great. But I can't tell you to find me. I like it. Fun. And now it's intriguing. My Snapchats would probably be amazing on this platform. They would. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Before you leave tonight, we're going to get you on here. (laughs) Okay. It's a plan. Let's talk about your sweatshirt. So after it has an orca on it, on a bike. It is the Bumbershoot logo from a couple of years ago. It's pretty fantastic. So when we went on our trip, we decided that we need to save animals. Mm -hmm. How can we... Get out there and teach people about animal rescue. Yes. And then we weren't so sure that people would want to listen to us talking about animal rescue for half an hour or whatever it is at a time. We were trying to come up with ideas and I was like, let's save the orcas. Mm -hmm. A lot of people heard about it. It was national news. The orca last summer that lost her calf and carried it around for three weeks. Um, And there was so much talk about that with scientists and with within the veterinary community or anybody that was not the cool thing about it because it was so sad, but it was so interesting Mm -hmm. and clearly she was grieving and it showed you that they are definitely sentient beings and they have family ties and they have feelings. But there was also talk about her almost doing this as a show to say, look what's happening to us. We're starving. We're damaged. Like we're not, they're not, the ones eating all the fish. It's like the fishing that goes on here and the overfishing of the salmon. See, I'm basically doing a podcast now. I can tell. So so we were going to do an orca podcast. Right. <laughs> so I, got, I went off track there. We started planning it out. I had talked to people who could do some filming for us, like so we could supplement it with a website. And I get a text from you or a message mm-hmm. on my trip this weekend saying, idea stealer and it's already out there and somebody just released it clearly it was they did not steal our idea because it was done but it was very disheartening i I have to say sorry that i had to be the bearer of bad news but (laughs) and and from from my perspective i did very little i did almost nothing in the pre-planning it was all you so this was all your work that you had done and i was just kind of like okay I will help from a technical standpoint, edit this stuff, get it posted, um, and and you can bounce off me. Like so, you're you're in charge. But there was a part of me that was happy that we found out about it now, and not like after we had recorded a whole bunch of different people, and then we're sitting here like, right. oh no, because. It's possible that that podcast might be better than we could do. But now we're in a power position where when they drop the ball, potentially at some point, and they don't podcast anymore, we can pick it up. We'll pick it up. We can learn from them. We can and be like, how would we do this better? I actually like the position that we're in now because we have more power. I agree. I I hope they do well with it. It's really, to me, it was all about the orcas. So instead, I'm just going to go in September down to Taiji to to save all the dolphins. I'll just switch it. It's okay. I'll switch directions and do my crazy stuff. We get to be the real heroes here because, (laughs) you know, when you're watching a show and it gets canceled and then you're like, no. And then Netflix swoops in and remakes new seasons. And you're like, yes. So at some point when they drop the ball and they stop making it and they have this huge fan base, we're going to be like, don't worry, fan base. We gotcha. See, I like your confidence, but that's what they're doing with the queen right now on Netflix. Yes and no. So the show was not canceled. This was always planned, but they did two seasons with the two main characters who were amazing, who played Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. And then they're aging, right? So we're perfectly capable of aging actors. We've seen it many times. They said they don't want to do that. They're starting a whole new cast. So the next season is going to be new actors and actresses and 
I don't know. I grow like accustomed to my people. It's like I hate that baseball teams and football teams change all their players all the time. Like I like people just stick whether you're good or bad. Just stick and finish it out. I feel like that's why they always have 20 somethings on teen shows, though, because if they actually cast teens to play teens, yeah, they would change so drastically in the five seasons. But if you cast a 22 year old. They're not going to change that much between 22 and 27, so they look kind of the same as opposed to casting a 12-year-old knowing that they're going to change drastically. (laughs) So we decided to do this because I texted you drunk. (laughs) It's really how this came about. Well, I didn't assume that you texting me at 1 in the morning meant (laughs) that you'd been drinking. Let's look at the positives of this. There's many people that I could have texted on a few cocktails at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I chose you. I loved it. <laughs> and I like, I, I'm, so I start texting you from the bar. Yes. Heather, <laughs> I have an idea. I know what I want to talk about. I can we, I'm coming in tomorrow. Let's talk. Let's just do it. Let's just talk about this night. And you texted me back. Okay. And I, I, even with a few cocktails, I'm like, she's suspicious of me and my state right now. But I, I really do know what I I'm doing. I wasn't assuming that you were at a bar. I was thinking, what if you are having an emotional moment alone at your house <laughs> and you right. need a friend to talk to? So you're dipping your toe into the text message by saying, hey, let's make adult plans to do a podcast as opposed to boo-hoo, help me, I'm sad. So that's why I was like, okay. And then I followed up with something like, are you okay? She did. You are you okay? Talk? And like, I was like, I'm fine. I'm sorry for waking you up. I was awake. <laughs> I classically go to bed between like two and three in the morning. I didn't re- Why did I think you went to bed early? My boyfriend does. I didn't realize this about you, but you get up early, too. I do. So you basically don't sleep. I don't sleep sleep a lot. I sleep, though, a lot on the weekends when I can. You catch up. I try. And I know that technically that's not a thing. Like, you you can't really catch up. I like sleeping, though, almost too much. I love sleeping. My bed is my favorite place. I will say, though, that one of the biggest disses just sounds like a weird word to say. Like, one time my feelings were hurt because... I had this roommate and she used to overschedule herself to do all this stuff all the time, almost like manically. Oh, I have two hours free from 5 to 7 a.m. on Sunday mornings. I'm going to plant a community garden. Like, you know, (laughs) and that was a real thing. But she made some comment to me about how. She likes to get out and do things, unlike me, whose favorite things are eating and sleeping. Oh, my God. People say stuff to you that just (laughs) floors me. This is not the first story you've told me like this, where I'm like, this was like somebody who was your friend. And I know they probably don't mean it the way Mm -hmm. that it comes out. But when you repeat it and you the power of those words clear so and how long ago was this my ex-roommate said this um probably four years ago so it stayed with you yeah that long yeah so well, and i find you to be the opposite like to me you're always running and doing and i i mean and i don't feel slighted but i'm like okay where can maybe i fit in with your schedule i hope you're not like that now because of that conversation four years ago. No, I'm empowering you to eat and sleep. Well, well, no, I appreciate that. But I think it's just that, and this goes back to the original thing. I really love my job and my job can be a 24 seven kind of, kind of job. So um, I'm doing things that are under the work umbrella a lot of the time. And when I'm not doing those things, I'm napping or sleeping. For someone else that works nine to five, five days a week, they're filling a lot of time with recreational activities where for me, going to a concert is a work activity. That's what I was. You have that benefit of work and play can mix at times. Exactly. So she kind of saw me from a perspective of like Heather's quote unquote working all the time. And the only thing she actually chooses to do with the rest of her life is eat and sleep. But it's a work play combo. So it is. However. Yeah. And I'm going to tell everybody this. Two weeks ago, I want to say, was like 
the greatest night for me, probably even a better night for you, that I got to watch you win the one of the volunteer year of the awards for the Auburn Valley Humane Society. Yes, that was a highlight of my life. Yes. That's not work related. I mean, you do do things for them to get the animals out there to help out with adoptions, but that is your transporting animals on your personal time. That's you going out and taking walks and you being productive. So it just, and that's not all you do in terms of volunteering too. Like you serve breakfast to teens um, that need help and you choose to use your time wisely and things that fulfill you. So you. you are one of my favorite people. I hope that person is listening. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure they didn't mean it the way that it came uh, out. So. It's, yeah, it's it, we've we are not friends anymore. OK, uh, so well then it's, it's weird, though, because we still um, I watch her dog when she's out of town because I love her dog. Yeah. She just mouthed something to me. <laughs> Leslie just mouthed something to me, and it was so funny. I didn't know if I didn't think I should tell everybody. Well, it's so. yeah. It, so I, um, the story of this is actually kind of funny. We hadn't spoken since she moved out. Um, she kind of unceremoniously moved out of the house. I mean, we had been friends for over a decade. We'd been living together for over a year. And um, she emailed me to tell me that she was moving out instead of texting or talking to me. She just emailed me almost like I was a landlord or something. And that was very strange. But um, so we didn't speak for over a year. And then she called me from another state. She was on vacation uh, and she had left her dog with a friend and he was having a really hard time. He was growling at other people and other dogs and he was clearly exerting all of these behaviors that we had never known him to do. Uh, so she was concerned that something bad uh, medically was happening to him because he had never done any of this. So she said, would you be willing to go pick him up like, and check on him? Because if he behaves that way with you, someone who's known him his entire life, please take him to the vet. Find out what's going on with him. Is he having a stroke or what? I picked him up. It was like we're, we're homies. Like we love each other. And so henceforth, I've always watched him because, I mean, no matter what happens between this person and I, like I love this dog. He loves me. We're there for each other. Yeah. So it's it's, it's all like, about the animals. It is. I mean, and it's gotta, almost like parents. That I was going to say, it's like a divorce. Yeah. You have a parenting plan. Mm -hmm. You can be the weekend dad and you're like the fun dad. Mm -hmm. The weekend dad. Well, and, and it's okay. my pets uh, do not get along with many animals. I know. Our pets have never met. They'll never meet. <laughs> Probably not. It's sad. I know. But they love, they love this guy. So uh, it just works. It just, it all works out. And then they get their socialization. It's yes. important. Shockingly, because you know how a lot of times people labor over whether or not they should get more animals? Like, can I handle this? Will my life be crazy? And it's like, I have two dogs who are much, much better behaved when this dog's visiting. So it's like three dogs is way less work for me than two dogs. So why is that? I wonder. They balance each other out, the personalities somehow. When it's just the two of them, they quarrel. They're not aggressive with each other, but they're barking at each other. One the dog wants to play, the other doesn't. But when the third is there... Basically created a threesome in your home with yes. this other dog. It's, you brought it's another dog into the marriage. A polyamorous yes. dog <laughs> system. And it works. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should take a lesson from that. Maybe there's yeah. something to this. It Well, that's the crazy thing. So my advice would be if you have two dogs and it's unmanageable. Wait, I got to stop you. I really thought you were going to say. So my advice would be <laughs> if you're not happy in your relationship, get a third. I was waiting for it. And you, you did. You went straight dog route. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got excited. We will talk about this part in a second. As crazy as it sounds, another animal might be the solution. But. So you know what's going to happen. You look for another animal that's not this dog, and it's not going to be the solution. Well, right now, as I sit up, like yeah. <laughs> I've thought about this. Right now, if my if my ex friend has an untimely death, and I don't wish that on her at all, like, but if she were to have an untimely death, and we were to be the guardians of this dog, 
we would be. I would I would happily be the godparent of this dog. So while this dog is living, I will not get a third dog just in case. Just in case something, something happens to, happen to the ex-friend. To her. Yeah. You know Dateline is coming after <laughs> you when she turns up in the Green River. Because no, <laughs> you gonna, want her dog. If it's I motivation. was going to be all murdery, I would have done it by now. Yeah, I mean, then it would be obvious. I think waiting, like you're the person, you know, I love the murdery stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. You're the person that's just laying in wait. Like you're the dangerous murderer out there because you don't need the immediate gratification. You have a motive, you have a plan. So I'm just saying, you know, Dateline's going to come knocking if anything happens. And there's going to be that dog. He'll be the one to answer the door. <laughs> if the die never heard. I love it. Just in case she dies, I'm not getting another dog in case that dog has to come live with us. That's how I feel. Well, that's, <laughs> this is the best. That's also how I feel about children in some cases. Like, I am the godparent of some of my friends' kids. It's not officially on paper, but it's been discussed with me. And it part of me feels like I can't have kids because I might end up with eight kids. One of my friends has three kids. She originally approached me, and, and this is why it's not on paper. Like, officially, her sister is on paper. And apparently her sister made some comments about how her kids were so much to handle and she couldn't imagine living that life and my friend was like okay if you can't handle them like at thanksgiving dinner like i we're gonna have to make a change yeah does she know your plan for this dog's mother (laughs) (laughs) that would be my question like did she know this before she made this plan with you i am i am so gentle i I like how i just made you into like a, mur- a laying a and wait murderer, yeah. murderous, M- black, murderous. like black widow. No, yeah. Heather's the nicest person ever. She would never do anything no, like that. No, I wouldn't. I don't know. Like we oh, went oh. way sideways. <laughs> While you were talking about murdery stuff, I had an idea for the title of this podcast. Oh, great. Because we still have not done that. And what? What is it? Are we going to share it? What it? Well, it might be taken. So we're going to have to we'll Google have to look. after this. Okay. Because we're just talking and we don't really have a direction or a theme, what if we called it fly on the wall? Fly on the wall. Like somebody's just listening to our conversation. Yeah. I like it. We'll write it down. You're the creative one. I leave that to you. You know, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I I go out and I make the stories happen. You do. So when I texted you, drunk... <laughs> And I feel like 1 a.m. is a reasonable time. Yeah. Like, it's not like it was 4.30 in the morning. I mean, I to me, it felt like 4.30 in the morning. Well, if you ever need to text me at 4.30, you if need I'm to not call okay. me. You need to call me because <laughs> I won't wake up to Two a o'clock is my, is my limit to text you. So I'm out at a local bar. So when I went through my whole New Kids on the Block crazy phase, mm-hmm. I had found this boy band that plays at all the local bars here. And I was, oh, my God, we're going to go do it. It's going to be great. Like, they'll sing music. Well, you know, I just, I think I've had this thing this year about reliving my youth. Yes. You know, well, I just. you're very young looking. And I need to act it. I yeah. think I've just been, things have just been way too serious and way too negative. And all I've wanted to do, and I've been thinking about it for a year, is like dance. And then there is, there's actually a Netflix show called Friends from College. Have you seen it? I have seen it and it was canceled. They canceled there it? There is no more. Oh, no. Because I, I watched the whole second season. Did you see the second season? I saw it all. Do you remember when they go to the Russian nightclub and they just get wasted on vodka and they're just dancing like their butts off like crazy? Are you sure that wasn't the wedding scene? No, Are it you wasn't the wedding. with Russian doll? No, I'm not. So they maybe go I, out. Maybe I ingested this entire series too quickly. I mean, yeah, you're going to have to rewatch. They get lost in the city. So they're in you. Oh, uh, I remember now. Oh, yes. And, and she gets, gets locked, locked in the, in the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah. Right. But I what I took from that episode was just a group of friends getting wasted, letting loose. I'm pretty sure they were smoking uh, pot. They were doing the grass, which I, I never do. Um, so they were smoking and drinking. But 
they just let loose. They were just dancing. And I love those scenes. And I'm like, I need to do that. I need to be relaxed enough where I can dance and just not get locked in the bathroom. I wasn't trying to repeat that. So I find this boy band playing at a local bar. I get a bunch of my friends to go. And we're like all excited. Like we've been looking forward to it. It's it's a prom theme. I can tell you I'm not dressing up in a prom dress. But one, one of the girls did. She looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. I wore tight black Spanx. Faux leather Spanx. Because I was going for the, like, if I'm not going to be prom queen, I'm just going to be sexy slut. Like, that's what I decided. That's how I dressed in the 90s when I went out. So I was just going for that. And, like, this lacy, I'll show you. I really didn't look that vampy. Vampy. But so then this lacy, you know, top over it and these huge black boots with these huge heels. And I've worn these boots before and they've been fine. And where's we go. We're waiting at least an hour. I think we show up at 10, which I remember that always used to be super early. If you're going out to a club, like you show up at like 11, 1130. Mm -hmm. We show up, but it's pretty crowded in there. We find our friends. We get some drinks. We're dancing. My friends, and God bless them, there were a couple people wearing prom dresses, and one of them looked beautiful, and the other girl, who I adore too, but she had on like a cute little pencil skirt and like a, a red top, and she looks like she's going on a job interview, like with a blazer. And then you have the black prom dress and then me and my hooker outfit. (laughs) So we were like, we were an interesting three. So finally, at like 11 o'clock, we're waiting an hour. This boy band comes on. They're terrible. They're not attractive. What? Okay. That's all they needed to be was attractive. They are not attractive. How can they not be attractive? Do they ride bulls? No. They could probably use a couple of bull rides themselves. They are not attractive. So they take 10 minutes just to introduce these four or five guys. I don't even know. And like, you know, they build up the character, you know, kind of like the Spice Girls. This is Sporty Spice. This is posh. They build this band up this way. So you're okay. They're not attractive, but they have to be good. They lip sync five songs, do a questionable dance to these songs, and then they go on break. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like five songs, you're going on break. So I'm like, all right. But we were dancing. What time is it at this point? 11.35. Now we're only at 11.35. <laughs> okay. And I only know that because there's like a like the big red clocks in the studio. It, there's a clock like that in this bar, which is like odd to me that you'd have a clock like that in a bar. Yeah. It's 11.35 and I'm sitting there and I'm like, when is, so I'm complaining on the dance floor because that's what I do. The DJ's there and they're playing amazing and I'm having fun dancing, but I'm like, all right, I want the band to come back on because then I'm going to leave because at this point, my freaking feet feel like my feet hurt so bad from those shoes the pain was going up through my legs into my teeth like every step I take I could feel it in my teeth did you ask for a comment card no because I (laughs) I I did that myself like to my with my shoes like I couldn't blame anybody else I do have strong opinions and I should share with this bar so when I say this I turn to my friends and I'm like you know when you're dumb but you're trying to still act like you're having fun but you really just want to go home yes that's where I was at and all I I finally looked at my friends and I said honestly all I'm thinking about is getting in bed and eating Nutella right now like (laughs) I'm ready to go when is the band coming back on and I said it kind of loudly and the group of girls next to us One of those girls starts giving me looks like daggers. Like, if looks could kill, me and my boots would have been on the floor Was she dating one of the members? So, apparently, my one friend goes, this girl is like, looks like she was going to kill us. She goes, I don't know if it's you or it's me, but she is pissed. And I'm like, oh, it's definitely me. It's always me. Like, I always get involved in that stuff. So, I look over, and there is the, quote, unquote, the lead singer, Hot Spice, I guess you could call him. And like they're hanging out. I'm like, oh, they're sitting here socializing like with the girls. But why are they not getting up and performing? Like I actually paid to get into this bar to watch this show. Enough money, you know, for what I do. I don't make a lot. It was like an hour's worth of my work. Yeah, that was it. That was their whole set. Five songs. So now I'm really aggravated when I realize this. I go to the bathroom. My friends are dancing and they're both moms. So like at at 12 o'clock, I didn't want to say, so you ready to hit the road? Because this was like their big night out. Mm. You know, they had babysitters. And so this is, I'm pretty sure when I texted you, I go into the bathroom, (laughs) says something. It's disgusting. I do not sit on toilet seats unless they're in my own home. That's a whole nother conversation for another time. I pull down my pants, going to the bathroom. 
I'm trying to balance because my feet hurt so bad in those shoes, but I was sweating because we were dancing. I could not get these freaking spanks back up. And I'm like, I am too freaking old for this. Like, that's what started happening to me. I am in a disgusting bathroom in pain. And I am like literally trying to tuck my muffin top back into these spanks as I'm like hiking them up. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, what am I even trying to do here? Mm -hmm. So I came back out. They're still dancing. I say to my friend, I'm going to have to sit down. Like, my feet hurt. And she looks at me and she's like, well, there's a stool over there. Well, I don't want to sit there. I'm going to look weird you know, just sitting there. And she's like, yeah, you're going to look super weird. But if your feet hurt, go sit down. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. So I suffered. And then I did. I finally had to sit down. I don't think I've ever been to a bar when I'm out with friends like that and actually sat down. And finally at 1 a.m., I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, so can I, I should probably get you guys home right now. You have a long drive. And we were able to go. But it was that feeling of just it dawned on me that I am no longer that age. Like, I thought this was going to be an older crowd. It was not. Mm. It was still younger people. They're bumping into me and I'm trying to just let it go because we're at a bar and drinking. And I had a great time with my friends, but it wasn't the friends from college episode that I really, really wanted. So I was sad, but I wasn't sad like you had to check on me sad. I was like, oh, my God, I really just wanted to talk on the microphone about having to tuck my fat into the Spanx and that these pants are ridiculous. We've all been there. It was terrible. We've all been there. When you texted me, I was sitting in my closet, which is actually the tiny bedroom of the house that I've converted into a closet, is awesome when it's clean. But when you texted me, I was sitting in the middle of it trying to organize it. Everything connects back to TikTok. Um, (laughs) (laughs) One of the things... Is that that, when the video happened? One of the things that happened regularly on TikTok is that people grab someone else's audio and they lip sync to it so if you make an original piece an original video and someone else finds it funny they'll lip sync to it so there's this girl who says i don't really understand the go big or go home thing because if i can go home why wouldn't i just go home right (laughs) i I agree with this i know that's why she has like a million followers because you know because everybody secretly just wants to eat and sleep See, mm. that's how it comes around. Mm-hmm. Take that, Nancy. I don't know what her name is, but I, I like I, Nancy for her. Nancy, Judy, Karen, Suzanne. Like, these are all good names for her. That's fine. Suzanne is my mom's name. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. My, ugh, She's not easy. I love my mom. But <laughs> if you're trying to label any type of difficult person, calling them Suzanne would not be inappropriate. But we love Suzanne. A little bit high maintenance. So we've been talking for almost an hour. Should we cut ourselves off? Last call. Ah. We can cut ourselves off, but we're going to have to do another episode. Mm -hmm. I have fresh material, man. Okay. I got to get it out. And we built this up as like partly being raunchy and I need to tell you about. So give me a a quick teaser of something we're going to talk about next time. Beef curtains. Whoa. (laughs) Do you know what beef curtains are? Yes. Is that inappropriate?